everyone, and welcome back to another beautiful episode of Spill the D. I'm Sabrina, one of your co-hosts, and I'm joined, as always, with my harmonious co-host, Gina. Interesting. I like that it's a beautiful episode. Any takers on what our topic is today, (laughs) based on Gina's adjective? It's uh, definitely Animal Kingdom, (gasps) because the animals live together in harmony. That was pretty good, right? That's good. Yeah. I got a very uh, Thorn Thornbergs. Are those the name of the people? You know that family that's always like in their RV or bus. And they can talk the to wild you? thornberries. Thorn, thornberries. Exactly what I'm thinking of. What about them? When you were like harmoniously together. That's what I was picturing in my head. Gotcha. Okay. I was like, yeah. So, you know, Donnie is super harmonious. I don't really remember too much about the show. Oh my gosh, I love that show. Weird. Oh, the dad was weird, and I loved that show. Yeah, his mustache. The voice of the dad. I'm now. I'm thinking I'm wrong. Saying stuff on a podcast makes me nervous because I never want to be wrong. I'm pretty sure the dad is the same guy who plays Pennywise the clown in it. Oh, that's horrifying! Horrifying! Oh, I hate that. It is. I am correct. Thank you, Google. Literally, if you click on his name on Google and then click movies and TV show, number one thing on there. It, then Rocky Horror Picture Show. He spooked me as a kid because he was also the butler in Clue. So that was creepy. And then seeing him in Home Alone, I was afraid of Home Alone because I was afraid of him. Like, I wasn't afraid of Home Alone. I was afraid of him. Who was in Home Alone? He's in the second Home Alone. Ah. He's the manager, right? I, I don't know. I just have really bad, like, anxiety when I know a movie is just stressful the whole time. So I, like, tend not to watch those. <laughs> Home Alone feels like it's one of those. It's not too bad. It's very, very fake. Rick's going to kill me for saying that. Me That's, like, his go-to. <laughs> that is his go-to Christmas movie. Not the one where you dressed up as? Oh, when we dressed up as the Christmas Vacation Neighbors? Yeah. No, it's up there on his list, but Home Alone's probably still his number one. Yeah. So let's talk Disney. Yes. So we're going to skip news only because we are recording this about four weeks early. June's a really hectic month for us, so we are working around it the best we can. If anything big pops up with news, I'll edit it in right here. But otherwise, it's just going to be just going right into the episode this week. So this is our second installment into our Best Seat in the House series. We're going to tell you guys the best spot to view those Disney shows. And we are on to Epcot. So are we starting with the big one, with the main Epcot show? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Okay. So where do we start? We're going to start with the small stuff the other shows that just pop up and we'll get to what everybody's waiting for get to harmonious when we get to it okay Save the let's best for last yeah absolutely let's do it well then my drummers in japan will be last i'm sorry you're wrong but it's okay <laughs> we're, we're all wrong sometimes like girls in japan are just so good they're very talented <laughs> so we'll start with some live entertainment in the pavilion so around the world showcase there are plenty of things that pop up that you want to see. Should we go to. country to country? Should we start in Mexico or Canada? Mexico. All right. So in Mexico is the Mariachi Cumbre. 
they're so cute. And Donald is always shortly behind them. Yeah, he's usually out and like in the back kind of of the pavilion area. Yeah, he's where the really good water fountain is. I feel like What's- that water doesn't taste much like uh, Florida water, just more like just tap water I guess you know what's so funny I have a favorite water fountain in the pavilions too and it's not that one but we'll get we'll get there yeah we'll have to try yours but yeah that one's definitely a really good one it's just always awkward because it's like the line to Donald and you're just like excuse me I just need water (laughs) but yeah so that's the mariachi band that kind of walks around the area and sometimes they well they used to at least I haven't seen it in a while but they have a Miguel puppet Oh, yeah, it's creepy. Creepy. I think it's so cool. I think it gives me like Tower of Terror doll vibes. Interesting. Because it's like, a but double. if you enjoy the little puppets, definitely see it. It freaks me out. This is going to be located if you're in the Mexico Pavilion, you come in from the start of the World Showcase and the pyramids on your left. This will usually be more towards the right. It's going to be a little farther up past the quick service on your right, almost like in between Mexico and Norway. It's But it's not at yeah. Norway, obviously. So that's where you'll usually find them. Their showtimes are in the app, but they're roughly every 45 minutes or so from 11.15 till 4.30, according to the app. They do take a break in the middle of the day and then come back later. Ooh. And it's always funny to me because I feel like this is like the most narrow part of the whole world showcase and they put the mariachi band right there. They put tape on the ground. Really? When they come out. Yes. Yeah. So they put tape on the ground before they come out and then they tell people like get in the tape. So that way there's still a walkway to go because Disney is efficient. They really are. They really are. They're yeah. still just those people that just stop in the middle of the street. <laughs> oh, absolutely. But the cast members do their best to keep people moving and push people into the tape if they want to see them. And I believe it's also taped off so that guests can't get up too close to them. Uh, you need your space when you're playing. Absolutely. There is space for them. Going around, the next one would be Norway. There is no live entertainment in Norway. You can meet Anna and Elsa, but there's no shows to see, unfortunately. There's none listed right now as being in China, but there used to be a show in China. Do you remember? remember it. Yeah. it was almost like a acrobatic show because you can go in and you can see reflections of China, which is yeah. the 360. But that's just as- so good. But there's no chairs. Be warned. Yes, yeah, so you have to like move your body. That threw me off. I was like, oh, we'll go in. We'll see a show. We'll take a seat. Yeah, it is like history class summed up for me. It's like a movie that your history teacher would put on. I just love, I love it. And there's also, because there's no chairs, I mean, you're all about the history. I'm all about sitting down. There is not really a bad seat though, either. Because as long as you're kind of towards the center, you're going to be able to turn and see everything. There's like a waiting area before you get in. So like, if you really don't want to see it and like you need to sit down for air conditioning you just wait for everybody in that area it is air conditioned though yeah so you are standing in the air it also if you go to the left of where that show is inside the place it shows you shanghai disney i was just about to say that it's so cool yeah we left that area and rick and i were like i want to go to shanghai disney I like to hop in there to see it because like, you know, like how it's like your first time somewhere or first adventure somewhere and you kind of black out a little bit. I think I blacked out everything about 
Shanghai Disney. I believe that. <laughs> because I'm so on cloud nine. So when I walk in there, I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot there was that. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that I was there. there was well, it's like we said during our worst tips episode, even as an adult, you don't remember everything. Yeah. So Reflections of China was supposed to become Wondrous China. So as of right now, Reflections of China is still going, but it is set to close at some point in 2022 to bring in Wondrous China. But it's been delayed. So we have no idea. But when we know, you'll know. We'll tell you. (laughs) But I did find it. I was not crazy. There are acrobats in the China Pavilion. I guess they're not happening right now because there's nothing on the Disney app about it. But when that is happening, so they are called the Jeweled Dragon Acrobats. They're temporarily unavailable, unfortunately. They were really cool though they were in the china pavilion like right at the front so you would just be walking through and just see these like super talented acrobats and they were oh my gosh it was incredible i like it maybe that's where i got the dragon thing maybe their name maybe they were talented they just make you realize how untalented you are like how (laughs) how unflexible you are how weak you are because these people are insane so best spot yeah. to view that show is actually right in the front of the China Pavilion where you would turn and walk through to go back to the Reflections of China. That area right there is where it happens by the Koi Ponds. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's very pretty backdrop and everything. It's it's awesome. It is. Oh, China architecture is so good. All right. Let's go to the next pavilion. Germany. There's nothing. I don't believe there. there's nothing. No. I there's a, there's a show that goes with food, right? The festivals have shows. They have the festivals where they have the men and their leader husbands come out. Yeah. Because they have the Germany stage right there. But on a normal day, no, there's not. And Germany stage, if you can see the stage, if you can hear the music, you got a good view. It's nothing, nothing too crazy. It doesn't normally draw in any huge crowds. So you're, you can usually get a pretty front row spot if that's something you want to see. And then Italy, oh, in Italy, they have that that mime guy. Sergio. Sergio. I didn't know he had a name. He does. <laughs> he is Sergio. He is talented. He's funny. Oh, my gosh. With his whistle? Yeah. Hilarious. He will whistle at random dads that are, like, not paying attention to things or, like, he'll just, like, point <laughs> you out in the crowd and make fun of you. It's really funny. He's good. He is normally located, if you're coming from the Mexico side, there's the giant tower that my grandpa's going to roll over in his grave for me not knowing the name of. And so the giant tower, he's usually right next to it. It is St. Mark's Campanale, which is the bell tower. So he is usually, there's like a jewelry store that sells some stinky perfume right there it's right across from where the booth is usually for the festivals and things like that so he is usually pretty close outside there he's not going to go too deep into the pavilion so you'll be able to see him there don't be afraid to push a kid out of the way to get yourself to the front it's fine and he's really good he keeps people involved he might throw the ball at you things like that like he is very good yeah and you can see him from, like, just passing as well. So, like, he's not super out of the way. And he stands on, like, a little stage, I want to say. He's on something. He brings out a little thing to stand on for some of it. Like, a yeah. little pop. Definitely can see it. And you'll hear his whistle. I promise you. You will not miss it. <laughs> you will not. So, going from there, here's where you're going to have a lot of shows. We're going to America. America. Oh, America. 
The best well-known one in the American Pavilion is the Voices of Liberty. They are amazing. They're so talented. They are. And what a place to do it. Where they stand inside the pavilion gives them such an echo. Their sound and volume is amplified. It was made for that on purpose. It literally was. That's so cool. They're so good. And they wear like beginning of America. They wear colonial clothing. There we go. I was like, what is that word I'm looking for? I've also seen them though in just red, white, and blue. I feel like I've only ever seen them on stage wearing that. Uh, Maybe that's why. But yeah, they usually have on the colonial clothes and they come out and they sing and they're very talented. Their show times are in the app. A lot of shows in the world showcase, you kind of just usually will happen to be walking by and it's like oh cool a show is happening but with that one that one I recommend getting into the America Pavilion much sooner and making sure that you have a spot to sit and watch them they're literally in the American Adventure building so where Art of Disney is and Regal Eagle it's all connected the main building is where you need to go and their show times are like every hour from 12 to 5 you can see them and if you go outside that building, you will find my favorite water fountain. <laughs> oh, that's really funny, actually. Yes, there's a water fountain over by the bathrooms that is shaded for most of the day. So it stays nice and cold. And it's just, there's never a line back there because no one really goes back there. The bathrooms themselves are really nice. But the water fountain's really good. Yeah, I feel like most... Americans don't stop the America Pavilion. <laughs> yeah, because you, I mean, literally, when I'm in there, I'm like, this is Philly. It Philly, yeah. It looks like Philly. I'm like, okay, keep walking. I've seen all this. Yeah. <laughs> like a boring museum art show kind of vibe. And I really like museums and art, but I've seen all of the museums <laughs> and art in Philly. Although I will say, I make myself laugh because there's all of these pavilions with the exotic food, and I really love the barbecue place they put into the America Pavilion. It's really good. It's Regal Eagle Smokehouse. It's really good. That's too funny, actually. I'll, like, like, get that and then go and eat my way around the world later, but I'll get that for lunch. Smart. I'm a big fan. But yes, and then we found out Well, I found out pretty recently there's a pianist that hangs out in there. Just chills. I don't know if she has uh, show times, but I saw her on someone's vlog and I was like, ooh, get it! She does. She actually goes 30 minutes before the Voices of Liberty. So if they start at 12, she starts at 11.30. Ah, she's so good. I love pianists. It's just like... It's one of those things that because I can't do it at all, it just fascinates me. Most instruments in general, I can just stare at someone while they do it because I can't. I love it. The piano gets me. I could stare at someone playing the piano for a while. The guitar, I watch for like a few minutes. I'm like, oh, that was cool. And then I'm done. Piano, it's just like, their fingers move so fast. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like I unknowingly start crying because it's so cool. Just so talented. <laughs> they are. If you could play the piano, where would you work? I can play the piano. Like that, though? Like that you could work professionally? Probably. Where would you work? I'll have to get back to you. Okay. There's a lot of places that need pianos. There are. You I want go- people to, like, watch me, but, like, not watch me, if that makes sense. I don't like when people stare at me, but if they're, like, listening, 
I have the perfect place for you. Yeah, tell me. You need to be an organist at one of the <gasps> hockey arenas. <laughs> one of the hockey rings. Oh my god, I need you to explain that more. <laughs> they sit in their own little room. Like, when you hear the piano play, or like at a baseball field. <laughs> I'm gonna lose my mind. You know, you're like the, right. <laughs> you're like the da 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 charge. Like they play the da 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 da. Oh my god! Not even a piano player, an organ player now. Yeah, I mean, I know there's probably a difference, but like, if you already can play the piano, get working on it. <laughs> <laughs> I played the xylophone in I want to say middle school band, elementary school. I played the xylophone at one point. <laughs> oh, I played the xylophone at one point. I did that song from Peanuts that's like, um, I can't think of it right now without it playing. I don't know what you're talking about. My mom hates it. Peanuts theme song? It's the Christmas one. Yeah, I could do that on xylophone. Oh my god. That is funny. Not to brag or anything, but yeah, I can play the Peanuts theme song. Yeah, they called me part of the percussion part. And I was like, I don't really want to be considered a percussion. I want to be the person that just bangs the plates together. Yeah. Or the triangle. Ding! Oh, the electric triangle? Ding! You aspire so much. I know. I like to think big. Triangle. Hey, someone's got to do it. They do. Like, the kicker in football. Someone's got to do it, and it could make or break the game. Yeah. Someone's got to play that triangle and it's going to make or break the show. That's kind of scary to think about. That someone has to play the triangle? It's all right. It's not that it like all relies on their one little thing. Don't miss your ding. Put that on a t shirt. Real quick, just want to remind everyone that our podcast is sponsored by 407 and Beyond Vacation Co. They are a Disney and Universal Orlando travel agency. 407 and Beyond books and plans your family's vacations to destinations such as Walt Disney World, Universal Orlando, Disney Cruise Line, and so much more. It doesn't cost extra to book with them, and their services are completely 100% free. Their vacation planners are going to help plan your perfect family vacation so all you have to do is show up have fun and create family memories you can start by getting a free no obligation quote at 407vacations.com and we will put that link in the show notes so it's to be a nice little click away all right so next one we have sab's favorite we're going into japan so sab i want to hear you try and pronounce the name of your favorite act in epcot oh god matsurita you just said it like it was Italian. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Matsu is like the correct way to pronounce that. It's like the the Ritza part. I don't really know how. Matsu Riza? Matsu Riza drummers? Huh. These girls, you know how I feel about it. I love them. And they're the same three girls from our program. Isn't that crazy? I believe it. Because I have pictures of them. There has to be other ones, though, because they can't work seven days a week. They probably could, because when we asked them how often they work out and do this, they literally told us, like, six hours a day. They gotta have people, if people need vacations and stuff, you get sick. Yeah. Oh, my God. I could be their woman that comes in, relieves them. You're their sub? Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Once you're done on the piano, you head over to there. <laughs> and you just go ahead. So this show takes place on the giant blue-roofed building towards the front of the Japan Pavilion. If you know Japan, it's actually a replica of the 
Horia Yuji Tower. I'm sorry if I'm butchering these names. Where, I'm really trying. Does it say where that is from? Japan. <laughs> Anyways, we'll move on. So they perform in front of that building, kind of like on it. Sab, do you have a favorite spot to stand to watch them? Yes. So there is always shade during Epcot Sun. There's always shade across the way. So like you'll get someone super tall in front of you, but there's a cross the way towards the Morocco pavilion if you stand at that building where the hibachi is. Oh, at Teppanetto? Yeah. So if you stand across the way towards that building, the building gives you shade so you can be in the shade while watching them. Oh, cool. Yeah. And you can still see them pretty well from over there because that's like the other side of the pathway. They stand pretty high on the little building in front of you. The only issue that we've ever had is we were playing O'Toole Disney Bingo, and it was, like, find a tall guy and ask him how tall he was. But, like, he was – he literally stood right in front of me, and he was did, easily 6'5", six, 6'7". Six, did you get to call bingo? I don't think we were actually keeping score. It was, like, a family in blue matching T-shirts, people wearing NFL jerseys. Mm-hmm. But I think we picked a specific team because we went on a Sunday, so obviously it was yeah. easy. I've done – Disney t-shirt bingo where you look for the different t-shirts so you have to find like the the spoiled and broke the I don't do matching t-shirts yeah the free space is just a mickey head so yeah this is Sab's favorite show in all of Epcot it is really good those women are very very talented and that's going to be over in the Japan pavilion you can hear them from a few pavilions over so if you hear them just run to Japan yeah, their arm muscles are insane. So the next pavilion is Morocco. Morocco does have a little stage next to it. Am I making that up? Yeah, to the right of it. If you keep walking through, there's a stage over there. During the fest- festival of the holidays, that stage is actually used for the Hanukkah section. I don't think that there's normally anything on it for Morocco. So Morocco's not the best place for shows and things like that. Uh, that is a friendship boat dock, though. So that could be why they don't have shows there, because they need the space uh. for people getting on and off. But then we go into France, <laughs> where they have the Impressions to France, which is a show that you get to watch, which actually switches with the Beauty and the Beast sing-along. So in the same theater, that goes on. What? Yes. As far as seating in there, any spot is a good spot. You'll be fine. There's not like a specific spot that is much better than others, at least from what I am told. I will be completely honest. Those shows, neither of them interest me. Yeah. Maybe we'll do it in September when we go for scientific research so that we can tell you guys what we honestly think. But neither of those shows ever had my attention. I'm sorry. Yeah, it really doesn't. No, I wish they did. I really do. But it's just there's always something that I want to do more than that. Also in France, though, usually in front of the Chefs de France, which is the restaurant at the front of the pavilion, they have a, I guess, a French version of Sergio. It's also a mime. And this mime actually has an assistant, and they do a show together that is very good. It's not available right now, unfortunately. And I am going to butcher the name because it is in French. It is Servoir Amusant. You got it. We'll say I did. 
Yeah, I did. So that's usually like a 20 minute show. Again, you kind of just walk up when you walk up and you get to watch it. And it's French acrobats, but they don't talk. So they're also mimes in my brain. Do they have a whistle? I don't I'm remember them having a whistle. Pretty sure they had a whistle. They like stack the chairs and climb up them. Yeah. It's really good. It's scary. It's <laughs> amazing and impressive. And I can't do it. I like to try though. It's one of those like don't try this at home things. But, like of course I want to try it at home. I just want the right chairs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I if I ever find those chairs at a thrift store, it's all over. Yeah. And by it I mean this podcast because I'll probably be dead. Broken neck. <laughs> <laughs> so from there you're gonna cross the bridge and you're gonna go into the UK. There is shows there. Yeah, I've never seen them. I think I'm so ready to book it to France that I totally skip over the UK. So the show they usually have there is The Hooligans. It's a, it's a rock band that does British rock from the 1960s to the 1990s. And that's in the back by the garden. So you have to actually go all the way to the back of the UK pavilion. Where you meet, like, Mary Poppins? Yes. Yeah, so during COVID, it's where Mary Poppins and... Alice would stand. They'd stand on that gazebo stage and they would meet people. Uh, Last time I was there, I saw Mary Poppins in the garden area that's like the more of the courtyard area where the awning is and everything. Yeah. More towards the front. Yeah. So they perform back there. There's no showtimes listed right now. So I'm not positive what times. But I, again, most of these shows in Epcot for the World Showcase are really just luck of the draw. You happen to be walking through. Yeah. And that leaves Canada. Ooh, Canada. Did you know that Canada has a waterfall? Yeah, it's in the back. That's how much I've been there. (laughs) Yeah, there's a picture of me on our Instagram walking under the waterfall with a beer. Oh, that's where the bridge is? Yeah. I fully thought that was Tom Sawyer Island. Oh, no. That's a beer in Canada. That explains so much. Actually, that's a cider. Because of who I am as a person. <laughs> but Canada has great ciders, so. It's so good. I go to Epcot for the ciders. I don't care what anyone says. Well, and the food. But second to the food is the ciders. Teach their own. Pink lemonade cider. How good is that? Come on. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like, I like a good beer, but, like, I love a good cider. Oh, my whole body, like, tingles. <laughs> Me too, except for me, I think it's in a good way, and for you, it's in a bad way. There's two types of people in this world. The people who like cider and the people who don't. (laughs) So if you go back towards that waterfall that Sab's never seen, there is another Circle Vision show. So this one is Canada Far and Wide. Love Circle Vision. Yeah, I don't really, I feel like I've definitely done it in the past. I just don't remember it fully. I'm pretty sure that's where they had some of the food and wine stuff when it was COVID time. It is. No, they still do it in there sometimes. They had it closed off and they made the the Apple Fest thing in there. Shows how much people like that show. (laughs) Why I had a cider back there. You go down, you get a spiked cider, you have a good day. You didn't get the cider flight? No, and that one I just got a cider. I've gotten the flights other places. I think I knew which one I wanted there, so I just got like a big old cider. Ah. I see. But there's that in Canada. And then also there is Alberta Bound, which is a band that pops up in Canada. They look like lumberjacks. 
it's just a Canadian band and it's it's fun. They're really fun. They do like fiddles and stuff like that and sing songs from Canadian artists. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a that Bieber. one's a good time. Like Justin Bieber. Yeah, yes, <laughs> and you hear them playing baby. That's why. Yeah. Or Drake. Fiddle. <laughs> Drake's from there? Yeah. Drake. Drake. Yeah. Like from Degrassi? I love that. That's how you explain Drake. <laughs> I want to check myself because I feel like I might have made that up. Because you don't want to be wrong on a podcast? Same. Yeah. I love that it says Drake from Canada, the rapper. <laughs> Drake from Canada, the rapper. I know Drake really likes owls or something. He's a Canadian rapper. Also, his first name is Aubrey. What? So Drake from Degrassi. Got it. He's Aubrey Drake Graham. What a name. I'd go by Drake, too. Same. <laughs> oh, you know what? Is that French? You know? That might be French, because Canada. Do you know what it means? Aubrey? It translates to elf ruler. So Drake's real name elf ruler. That's kind of cool. Oh my god. It's originally a boy's name and then transferred over to a girl's name. There's 98% girl's names. Aubrey. But it started out as a man's name. Yeah. So it's probably a family name. The band Bread sang a song called Aubrey, which was released in the 1970s. So I wonder if that changed it as well. Anyway, totally off topic. <laughs> they sang a song called Elf Ruler? Cool. Okay. But that is everything we have for live entertainment in the pavilions as well as shows in the pavilions. So if we are in future world, what do you have, Sab? Is this the beginning, like the intro to Epcot? The front of the park, yeah. Yeah. When you walk in, you will be so lucky to see the Jammeters. Yes. We love the Jammeters. They currently actually perform over by Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. During COVID time, they went over to where Pluto used to do me. Yes. So when you walk in, they were on the right. Yeah. So now they are over there, kind of by the store. It's like over yeah. by... Connections Cafe, Connections Eatery, Club Cool. They're they're over there usually now. It's so cool. They're so talented. And they get themed to the different festivals that are going on usually. Cute. Yeah. So they are very fun, very cool. They're really good. They're my favorite performers in Epcot out of everything that we have named so far. You like the drummers. I like the jammeters. They're so talented. They used to give out stickers that said junior jammeter. To me? Like as an adult? They probably would if you asked. That's true. I don't know if they give them out anymore. I do love when they like open up the floor for like pictures taking with them and everybody leaves. Aww. Because <laughs> then I get to just take a photo with them. But no line. It's the best photo op in Disney. Yeah. It's but like... Yeah equivalent to the army men in hollywood Studios. oh my gosh yes absolutely so talented so they perform basically all day they start at like nine a little after nine in the morning and they go until almost five whoa they have morning and afternoon shows i remember the one time we rope dropped and while we were waiting to move forward they actually brought them out and stuck them under 
Spaceship Earth. Yeah. Like, so before the parks were even open, they were playing. And their tagline, just for anyone wondering, is clean streets, cool beats. Ah, love it. But they play on trash cans. There's not a bad spot to stand as long as you can see them because their facial expressions and the way that they play the drums and the trash cans is actually what makes it. Like, the music is cool, but they're putting on a show for you. Yeah. So as long they're- as you can see them from the front, you can see the drums, you'll be fine. Yeah. They do audience participation, too. Like, one person will, like, yell things out for you to do. And when they come out, they really make it look like they're just cleaning the park. And then all of a sudden, they're just going. That's cool. I don't think I've ever seen their intro. Oh, when because they came out when I was rope dropping. And I was like, oh, cool. And then all of a sudden, they, like, flip the trash can. And I was like, oh, it's Disney magic. That's so cool. It's really cool. It's That's very- so cool. So in addition to the Jammiters, they also have the Disney and Pixar Short Film Festival. This is a show that takes place over by Journey into Imagination with Figment. That actually, it's 3D. So the best seat for you is probably going to be based off of your personal preference when it comes to 3D. I like to be a little bit farther back and always in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't need to be back row, but I don't like being right on the stage when I'm watching 3D things. So that's my personal preference and what I'm going to recommend for the best view of it is middle, middle. I agree. But I will not be picky when it comes to any seat because it'll be cool either way. Nice and air conditioned. Yeah. And that one's really good. The Disney Pixar Short Film Festival. It's always the same shows. They never change it. But the three shows that they show you are really stinking cute. Is it still the dog one? Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> love that one. And the, the moon one. It's, not, it's uh, the bird, Piper. Oh, I thought it was the other one. What's the moon one? La Luna. Interesting. No, that one doesn't play there. That I know of. It's basically a fisherman and they catch stars. Cute. Yeah. It's definitely so, worth the watch. So the logo for DreamWorks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Guess you can get inspiration from anywhere, huh, Disney? God, I never put two and two together. And finally, before we get into Harmonious. Oh, we have two. I'm so sorry. So we forgot to say in the World Showcase that there are always shows in the America Pavilion, usually based off of the festival that is going on so that's gonna that's in the american adventure pavilion it's at the american adventure stage that for the best seat i honestly think front and center if you can or like anywhere towards the center because there's a lot going on it's a big stage yeah if you're going for around christmas time for the candlelight processional if you even manage to get a seat that's a good seat that's true. It gets so crowded for that because it's beautiful. It really is, especially if you're religious because they tell the story of the birth of Jesus. And it's it's really good. It's very beautifully done. Like, they tell the story of Christmas. So it's something that's worth seeing. The trick to getting a spot, you either have to line up crazy early, but they actually have dining packages you can set up. So if you already planned on eating somewhere in Epcot, maybe consider doing the dining package to guarantee yourself a seat for later because dining will get to go in before general admission. Oh, 
That's smart. Sneaky. So just something to consider because that fills up very, very fast. Because yeah. it, especially depending on who the celebrity narrator is that night. So when we went, we got to see Lieutenant Dan. We've talked about this and I can't put a face to it. Gary Sinise. Yeah. Well, honestly, my first thought every time you say that is, no, I'm Dirty Dan. (laughs) Mine is Lieutenant Dan, ice cream. Gary's the niece that was really cool. He actually has a foundation for children who have lost their parents at war. For it's it's for kids of military i believe it is kids who lost a parent in the military he has a foundation that works all year round but at christmas time they bring them to disney cute i have yes. very big goosebumps right now so i think so do i so i think he does all of that in like one week like he does that and he does his guest narration for the candlelight processional i love it but yeah so that's how you cheat the system on that you get the not even cheat it's using your resources get that dining package especially if it is a celebrity who you really want to see do you want neil patrick harris oprah neil winfrey. patrick harris yep <laughs> he's usually there i think oprah winfrey does it john stamos i think has done it, it it's big stars yeah my mom really wanted to see gary sinise that was why we saw it's that usually one. the stars that loved going to Disney itself. It's, it's the Disney legends. A lot legends. Of them. Yeah, a lot of them are the Disney legends. So they're like actually acknowledged by Disney. It's like Oprah Winfrey is a Disney legend. Yeah. According to Disney. Cute. Yeah. So I'm sure, I don't know, but I'm sure Neil Patrick Harris is on there. And I was looking at it the one day just out of curiosity. It's a lot of, a lot of Imagineers, a lot of celebrities. It's a lot of everything. I think Tim Allen. I think Robin Williams might be one. People who you've seen a lot of their movies. Yeah. Yeah. The last show. Do you want to say this one? Beacons of Magic. I have no idea what it is. It's the light show that they have on Spaceship Earth. Oh, I didn't know it had a... Well, obviously it has a name, but I didn't know the name. It's Disney. It has a name. It's so good. It is so good. (laughs) Where were you when you saw it? We were leaving the park. Okay. (laughs) So we were heading out and we were on the left, or if you're facing the ball, we were on the right side, but like, it's like left side to us because we were leaving. Because the fireworks were at 9.45, not 9 p.m., 9.45. (laughs) And my family was like, we're not waiting another hour. So we left, but we caught a glimpse of the, the, the beacon of magic. Oh God, it was so good. And you can... Basically see that from anywhere that you can see Spaceship Earth or the Epcot ball for layman's terms. Yeah. It's not like the Tree of Life show where you have to be like directly in front of it. You could just be like on any angle of the the ball. No, you can be on any angle of the Tree of Life show. I've been behind it. Yeah. You can see it behind it. Oh, that's nice. This changes everything. It does. I really (laughs) thought the projections were only on the front. No. So same thing with the lights on... Spaceship Earth, because it's not projections for Spaceship Earth. They actually attached lights to it for the 50th anniversary. I hope they leave them up there forever. It is so pretty. You can literally see it from the street. Like, if you're out on the highway driving by and the show's going on, you can see it. So, if you can't hear the music that they have going with it, but you can see it. So, if you're near it, just stop and watch. Yeah, I can't even tell you what music they had playing, because I was just like, oh my god! Oh! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the best seat to see it will be when directly in front of it with a full view, nothing obstructing it. And the cool thing with that is it's so high up in the sky that even if someone tall is in front of you, you kind of can 
move to the left a little bit or back up a step and then you can see it. So yeah. that works out really well. It's worth watching. A very pretty view is from the front where you can literally see the fountain in front of it. I mean, the sculpture in front of it and everything. Uh, Gorgeous. I remember when the janitors back in the day used to be in front of the fountain. Like, yeah, that, that little section. That's what I'm saying. That's where I saw them when they came out before the park opened. Ah, uh, uh, so years ago. Yeah. Before oh, the yeah. construction of Epcot. Yes, many moons ago. There was a, somebody made an acronym for it. Like a boulder dash kind of. I don't know what the everything else, but it was C was construction. <laughs> Every part's construction of tomorrow. All right. <laughs> sure. Creativity. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm playing the triangle. <laughs> oh, that'll never get old to me. <laughs> all right. You ready to talk about the big one? Yes. Why so we're all harmonious. here. Harmonious. You know what's really sad still? Our trip needs to come. I have yet to see this. I saw it, and I very much enjoyed it. Although I do have a complaint about it. It didn't flow. In general or with you? In general, I felt like it was like they played a song, and then it stopped. And then they Ah. started a song. Whereas with Happily Ever After, even Enchantment, which I don't like. Now I like Enchantment, just not as much Happily Ever After. But... With those things, or Epcot Forever, or anything really that Disney does. Fantasmic. Anything Disney does. It all kind of flows into one thing to the next. And I felt like the way they did it was a song from Aladdin would play, and then it would just stop. And then a song from Moana would play, and then it would just stop. And then a song from Lion King would play. So we kept thinking it was over, and then another song would start. Which was exciting, because it was like, oh, another song. But at the same time... At some point, you're like, wait a minute, it's done. But watching the show, which I definitely recommend, it was very good. There actually are best places to see it. It is not like previous shows where as long as you could see the lagoon, you could see it. Unfortunately, there are best places. So because of the barges and the way that they are set up, your best spots are actually going to be front and back of the World Showcase. So like... Italy or like near Japan? So if you're in the front, it's going to be what they call the World Showcase Plaza. So it's going to be right between the port of entry, the two stores that are at the front. So that's going to be one of the best places to watch it. And if you're in the back, I see why you asked about Italy because it's blocked by the American Adventure Pavilion, the America Gardens Theater. Sorry, guys, we didn't say the name earlier, but it's blocked by that. So the best view is to the left or the right of it. And yes, Italy and Japan are both very good views of it. Italy, I think, is better, but Italy sometimes has events going on in that spot that's really close to the water. But if you can get to Italy... That one's a really clear side, and they have that bridge that you can climb up. You'd have to be there early because everyone else has the same idea. But you can (laughs) climb up the bridge and then watch it from up there and get kind of an elevated view of it. Cute. From America to Italy and from America to Japan, you can stand on that path and watch it. There are some trees, so you need to make sure that the trees won't be in your way because that is a mistake, I think, almost everyone has made an Epcot with their shows is you think you found the spot because you can see everything on the lagoon and then the fireworks start and you can't see them because Epcot has a lot of trees right near the water. Yeah. 
if it's too good to be true and nobody's standing there, there's a reason. But yeah, there's probably a reason. So just be aware of that. Ask a cast member. If you're like, no one's standing here. Is this spot bad? They'll tell you, honestly. They'll tell you where to go. Yes. You should be able to see the fireworks from anywhere, but you just need to know to be more front and back of Lagoon to get the best view of the show because the barges have show on them. It has pieces of the show that you would like to see, I'm assuming. So front and back is your best bet. If you get stuck on the side, it's fine. Just make sure there's not trees in your way. To make sure there's not trees in your way, good spots are over by Mexico. That's one of the best ones between Mexico and Norway. There's no trees there. Or like right by France. I'm 99.9% sure that is saved for a dinner reservation. Yes. So between France and the UK, there's that bridge area and they usually do dessert parties in there. That is a great spot to watch. You can still go on the bridge, but they have a spot down the bottom where they do dessert parties. Yeah. Which is a way to do it. If you want to do a dessert party, you can do that and then have that VIP viewing. Yeah. You won't have people breathing down your necks watching. (laughs) We did watch it from Germany once, didn't we? Not harmonious. Yep, there's actually benches over there. So the way that it's set up, Germany actually wouldn't be a great place to see it because the barges kind of like fan out. Uh, So you wouldn't be able to see the show from Germany. You would be able to see it from right and left, almost as well as you can see it from front and back. Yeah. But Germany is that angle where you would be diagonal. So left and right would be like Norway and China. And there's some spots over there that don't have trees. And then by the United Kingdom, but unfortunately with the United Kingdom, they have the Rose and Crown there. Yeah, yes. So it's hard to get close to the bottom without having your view obstructed by things. But that's such a good reservation to have. Oh my gosh, if you can get a reservation for dining during the fireworks, heck yeah, do it because you'll have a great view. So Rose and Crown, Morocco, you know what my sister said that she hated. Yeah, do that. (laughs) So that'll be, um, oh, I'm sorry, Spice Road Table in Morocco. That's the one that my sister did not like. But it is right along the lagoon. You could see it really well. So there's a lot of places to keep in mind. And you can also, you have to get there really early. But and gel. I'm sorry. The quick service in Epcot. Sorry, guys. This is Gina editing. I meant to say the quick service in Mexico. Okay. <laughs> you can go out there where you eat. Over there, they have like a gazebo up, but you'd have to yeah. eat so early. Yeah. So you got a lot of options there. Yeah. People really do camp out for Epcot fireworks. Yeah, they camp out for every fireworks. Chaos. It really is. I feel like that's such a... Never mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like that's such a waste of ride time, but teach their own or exploring time yeah right if that's more important to you that's more important to you that's true and then you could also stand by the ball and gina wrote need to be in front of the ball <laughs> towards the world showcase rather than behind the ball because it will block you <laughs> don't, stand, don't stand near the entrance of the park you won't be able to see the fireworks i love that she closed clarified that (laughs) it should be obvious but you never know someone might be like "Ooh, i can watch beacons of magic and then the fireworks no the ball is gonna block you from the fireworks most likely you'll see like the tip of it at the top so make sure you are behind the ball towards world showcase i know it seems obvious but like you never know yeah that's true that's true trying to save a life here sab and then we have a full list of where to watch them outside of the park which is 
So exciting. I actually found this one pretty recently. We went to play mini golf in February and the fireworks show started to go off as we were playing mini golf at the Fantasia golf course. And I was like, what fireworks show is this? Is it nine? And I was like, it's nine. And I was like, what show is going off right now? <laughs> thought it was at 9.45. That's, you know, I was really upset in October because it was so late. And then it changed to nine in February. And I was like, come on. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Other places you can see them. If you're at the Boardwalk Resort, you can see them there. You need to go more towards Jelly Rolls. You can't go towards the bridge to Epcot because the resort will actually block you from being able to see it. So the farther you go towards Jelly Rolls, the more of the fireworks you'll be able to see. Ooh. Also, if you don't know what Jelly Rolls is, it's the swan and dolphin. Or I guess yeah. it's the swan. So just go towards the other side of the boardwalk if you're coming from the Epcot side. If you're coming from in the resort, go out to the courtyard and make a left. Don't make a right. Walk away from Epcot and you'll be able to see the fireworks better. Yeah. Another fantastic spot is when you're at Yacht and Beach Club, there's a dock, a boat dock with like a little lighthouse. I don't actually know if it functions. That is a question to add to our list. But yeah, if you sit there, there's a bench or two that's for the boat. Like when you wait for the boat to pick you up, those are fantastic spots. Me and Sab had a really romantic night over there. <laughs> and it started raining. <laughs> and it was, we're like, we're not moving. No. We're here. This is happening. I was like, we'll just cover everything that we want covered, but we're staying. Yeah. We shoved our stuff under the bench. Remember all of our bags? We're like, Yo, we're staying. We're watching this. And while you are over that way, you can watch them on the bridge that leads into Epcot's World Gateway entrance. So the bridge over to the boardwalk and the Swan and Dolphin and Yacht and Beach Club. My mom told me that that was one of her favorite views that she ever had. So if you are heading out of Epcot and the show's starting, don't feel rushed. Go ahead and stop on that bridge. You'll have a beautiful view of the fireworks in the sky. You'll hear the music, everything. And she said it was just like, she just happened to be there and they started and she just stopped what she was doing and watched them. I love it. The boats will be going by you. Good vibes only. For real. And it is not like the Magic Kingdom where they will pump the music through somewhere where you're watching outside of Epcot. So just keep that in mind. I know. I always feel like they should, but they don't. You, they don't pipe it into the boardwalk or yacht and beach, at least not where I have sat to watch it. Maybe in on the yacht and beach pool or something. Yacht and beach club also has yeah. a beach that you can sit on to watch it as well. We just liked the dock. Yeah. Like the benches. And then last thing while we're in that little section, Swan and Dolphin, if you are staying there, some of their rooms are actually designed so you can watch the fireworks from your balcony. So... The Swan and Dolphin has a very good view of the fireworks. That's so clutch. <laughs> so keep that in mind. Marriott Swan and Dolphin Resorts. Ooh, I forgot there were Marriott. Mm -hmm. And then our last place, which we mentioned a few weeks ago <laughs> at this point, Riviera Resort Rooftop Restaurant. This is a full restaurant. I don't believe it's a bar. There is a lounge at Topolino's. It's a restaurant with a Topolino's Terrace Lounge. It's so pretty. You can get first come, first serve seating inside the restaurant if you go to the bar. 
And then there's also very long tables in the middle of the lounge and then like a bunch of chairs that are first come first serve. So that's a little harder to get. And that's if you want the lounge to get a reservation is very hard because people love it. It's new. It's delicious. But you can see the fireworks from there. The show audio hasn't been piped into the speakers there, though. That's Still without right. music. Sometimes you just got to enjoy the show. Just enjoy the fireworks and the view. They're still good. Fireworks are still still good. Yeah, they are. Fireworks are my kryptonite. If someone was attacking me and I was running for my life, all they'd have to do is shoot off a firework and I'd stop and stare and they could get me. Do not take this information and do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's all I have for the best spots to see Harmonious. Is that all you got? That is, I believe, all that we have for Epcot. It has a lot of shows, but there are a lot of smaller shows. It has a lot of entertainment, I'll say. Yeah. Live performances. Live performances. And this episode, this is just a basic, like, what you'll find in Epcot on a normal day. Going at, like, the Festival of the Holidays, this whole story completely changes. There are a thousand more shows to see. And it's so cool because you get to learn about the holidays in different cultures and things like that. So we could do a whole episode just about the entertainment at Festival of the Holidays. Yeah, especially the violin player. I think about him all the time. I think about the storytellers in Norway that tell their story of their Christmas. Yeah. And their holidays. It is really entertaining. It is. That's my favorite festival. Really? It is. Yeah. Not food-wise, just in general, atmosphere. I mean, I love the holidays, though. I really do. But yeah, that's my favorite festival. Food-wise, my favorite festival. I have not been to the Festival of the Arts yet. I'm going to the next one. But food-wise, my favorite festival, the Flower and Garden Festival. Yes, I've heard great things. Food and wine is actually my least favorite festival. What? I think I have some um, influence from my parents. I enjoy it. I enjoy every second of it. But when I line them up with what's my favorite, food and wine is my least favorite. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been for the other festivals. Well, it's only the the holiday one because we live there. Well, you're going to Festival of the Arts, so. When? Next year. Oh. If I just keep saying it, it'll happen. (laughs) If I just keep saying that that's what we're doing, it's going to happen. The TikTok where it's like... (laughs) I'm going to go nap. <laughs> That's how I feel right now. <laughs> okay, let me prepare. <laughs> We're good. Just put away like 20 bucks a week until then and we'll, we'll be good. Screw your groceries. We're going to Disney World. Oh, God. Take my pulse real quick. <laughs> but guys, that is all we have for this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you enjoy your trip to Epcot and that this helps you find the best viewing for all of the entertainment and shows. If you'd like to find us on social media, we are at Spoldity Podcast on Instagram. And you can email us spoldityPod at gmail.com if you have anything that you'd like to talk to us about. We're, we'll answer. We promise. But that is it. So until next week, we will see you at the castle. Do you laugh at yourself when you say things like that? Yeah.